0: often racing another episode of chronicles on the fly this time only myself simon and mel what's your brother doing today mel
1: don't know um, family duties i think my friend
0: okay all right family duties. well we've been arguing during the week so uh <laughs> save a bit of a punch up so it's all good <laughs> um all right now we're recording on our new little fancy device the zoom h6 so uh, we're giving it a test run so far yeah, it's a bit hit and miss.
1: Yes, it's a little bit hit and miss, but uh, I think but anyway, long term it'll be fine.
0: Okay. So, what are we talking about today? Oh,
1: there's a few things we can talk about, but uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about, Swan? What's the main one?
0: I noted down a couple of things during the week. So, obviously, is that uh, we've come from our last episode when we were in lockdown. Now we've Come out of lockdown, and really the only difference is that we just have to wear masks, yes, wow. masks in public, but that finishes at the end of today. That's tomorrow, isn't it? Isn't it? No, it's today. Is it? Okay. Midnight Saturday, is it? Okay. which is tonight, right? Tonight. So on Sunday, we don't have to wear them anymore in public. Mm.
1: Uh, I'd like to slap uh, Australia Post because I ordered my mask at the, um, on the Sunday um, postage, and uh, I received them yesterday. After all that.
0: Why is that a surprise to you if you ordered it once you needed it?
1: Yes, but it doesn't take 14 days to deliver it Australia Post. Okay. That is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. So it is pretty stupid that it takes 14 days for our national postage carrier to deliver a package.
0: So does that mean you've been gallivanting around the place without a mask on?
1: No, no, no. I've had masks. I've bought, I've bought a, nice, a more comfortable mask. I've gone from a traditional mask to a more comfortable mask okay but there's no point because that only came yesterday so and we don't have to worry about it anymore
0: I mean, i've only had to wear it i think i've needed it four times i think three were trips to the shop to pick up <laughs> the essentials milk and bread and once to another place but that's it uh, and i've just been using an industrial dust ma- dust mask that'll I, do the job
1: i had to uh take uh wear a mask to just take my daughter to school actually so oh really my daughter started yeah. she started kindy so one parent can go in and have to have a mask. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. We got the emails coming wow. through about what the, all the guidelines were and whatever.
1: All for one case. Yeah.
0: Well, this is the thing. We were, we were pretty critical, weren't we, last time about it, right? One case, why do we have to lock down? However, I was reading some tweets from the head of the AMA, mm-hmm. I think the WA chapter mm-hmm. of the Australian Medical Association, Andrew Miller, his name was, right? so what he has said and he, he went on radio saying this as well saying you know because as a response to everyone you know saying this is overreach uh, you know overreaction etc but the the thing is with this because it's airborne right the virus it's it hangs in the air these droplets hang in the air so that's why you know you could walk into a shopping center and someone just walks through the air that you breathed in or breathed out 20 seconds 30 seconds before those droplets are still hanging in the air, they, and you're breathing it in, right? So it's airborne.
1: No different to the common cold.
0: The thing is, and then you've got to also consider the types of, of people who spread this virus. About 10 or 20%, I think, of people are super spreaders.
1: That's the new, the new word, super spreader. A super spreader is actually a machine they use on a farm, by the
0: way. Is it? Okay. <laughs> but it's used as a comparison to some people who, who spread it very, you know, not much at all but some you know these super spreaders that he reckons can spread it to 50 to 100 people right and then if you think well what's the percentage of potential super spreaders in that 50 to 100 people it could be that's how that's how it spreads exponentially so this is the reason why they couldn't take the risk and they had to you know or or roll the dice that this guy was not going to be a spreader and obviously you know this one case turned out not to be a a spreader at all and it's just by chance. It's just pure luck. But the medical advisors had to tell McGowan, you've got a lockdown, right? And basically, he's following the, the advice. Now, we've been harsh on McGowan, but if you've got that on the table, right, you you can either roll the dice that this guy's not going to spread or there's an 80 per- or so percent chance that he is going to spread something. That's why they go into early lockdown. Right. And that's why Victoria's what do they got? They had about five cases and, and now they've gone into lockdown. This is why they go hard fast. Because you can't tell up front how how much that those early cases are going to be spreading. Yeah. And if if they happen to be super spreaders, then basically you're stuffed. It's just gonna exponentially spread. So I think because of that I'm probably less critical.
1: I look at it from a small business point of view. You're told shut down, end of story, a week. The cost to small business would have been massive. That's just how I see it. And people don't take that into consideration, which is quite frustrating. Because if you are a small business and you've been told, no, that's it, you can't operate, well, you've got staff. Because at the end of the day, and the cherry that he gave was that he gave a $500 credit on your on your electricity bill. But that doesn't go much to paying your week's wages, does it? you you still gotta you still gotta pay the holiday pay if they if they're holiday pay. Right? And um you still got that's gotta come from somewhere. So the money is you've had lost a week's trade. And I've known small I've known a couple of retail shops that were reckon they were dead. And retail shops do you think that would have been really busy. Were very quiet. They said, you know, and the staff are complaining they wanted the hours, they get holiday pay, and this and that? And it's like, mate, you're a casual. So and the flip on the flip side, this is also why a lot of employers Employee casuals. It's kind of answered the question why they would employ casuals. Situations like this.
0: Anyway, we go back to normal tomorrow. Well, more normal. But hang on. I do have one gripe with, uh, with McGowan, left over let's say. is that during the week when they announced, I think it was a couple of days ago, they announced that, yep, we're going to you know, be going back to normal on Sunday, okay, mm. the way things were before this one case uh, arose. However, why couldn't he just announce – as of now, we're back to normal. Why why did he have to leave it another two, three days? If they knew that it was going to go back to, you know, pre-lockdown conditions, why not just say, all right, we're in pre-lockdown conditions now? Because what's going to change from that time he announced it to the next three days to, you know, to when it was originally officially going to to be ended? Because when, when South Australia pulled back their lockdown... It was
1: effective. Like, it was
0: effective immediately. So, why couldn't they just do it here? Oh. Anyway.
1: Anyway, I'd like, you'd like you said, um I think it's, this whole world's become a bit, what's the word? Cautious. You know, it's overcautious. And every whole overcautious has made people a bit, what's the word? I don't know. Where would you say they've become?
0: Like all scared. Scared. And
1: scared and frightened of everything. Yeah. yeah. Frightened their
0: own shadow. There oh. has been scaremongering, but I don't know. Who knows what the right answer is. And it's
1: not is. just Australia. It's all, we're talking across the whole world.
0: Yep. Anyway, the other big issue of the week uh, in Australia was uh, Eddie. Oh, Eddie. What do you reckon of that situation? Eddie Maguire stepping down as Collingwood president oh, after 22 Eddie. years.
1: Right or wrong, he's probably made a choice on the benefit of the football club because... Um, he's taken like his his comments were. He's a lightning rod vitriol, so he's just taken the heat. So he took he took one for the team and said, "That's it, I'm sorry," and left. But in saying that, Eddie's done remarkable things for that club, and I think he's been people have neglected to to acknowledge that fact. Like before he got there, as a 38 year old man, that club was on the, the 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 bones of bankruptcy. It had no money.
0: I think it was 34. 34 34, 34. 34, 34. when he became president of Collingwood. It's so, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So,
1: but it was on the brink of bankruptcy. Now, in that 22 years, he's managed to make it probably one of the most profitable clubs in Australia. He's also taken out that they earned no revenue from from uh, pokey machines, which is quite a contrast from Essendon football club that extended their contract for pokey machines. So he's done a few very good things for that club. You know, he's got good sponsorship. He's always had him in the media. He's made him, you know.
0: As well as initiatives in the community to improve, you know, improve things in the community and, and, you know, programs and stuff. So, yes, he hasn't been given credit for that. Um, I think that the good he has done for football and in community in general has far outweighed any um, negative things. Uh, or, or any or even any perceived racism yeah, he, he, on he his has, part.
1: He has he has stuffed up in the past, no question about it. He's
0: misspoken a number of times. I don't think that he's a racist person. I think that he's just he's just stuffed up a few times. Now, the circumstances that, you know, basically the straw that's broken the camel's back, let's say, um, which is former player accusing the whole club of being um, of, of, of having institutionalised racism or however you want to put it? What do you think of that?
1: Well, I wasn't part of the club and I didn't follow Collingwood football. So it's very – it's not like I'd say, yeah, they were racist. It's hard for us that were outside, most people outside the circle to say if they were a racist club or not. I mean, we weren't in it. It's interesting to ask if you – why don't I ask some players that were there at the time? What their opinions
0: were. Well, some people, some past players have spoken up. Well, you're you a mixed review. Not fully, you? not fully in support of uh yeah. That's for sure. I mean, you know, things have come out that he gave himself the nickname Chimp, mm-hmm. which, you know, was widely adopted around the club and he didn't seem to be fussed. He called himself that. And now you also got to consider, was he just a young guy and he, and he just went do, along with it to course. get along and, and just to, to, say, to fit into team? the group? Yeah, I can, I can sympathize with that.
1: Yeah, I can sympathize with that.
0: But what's he, what's he hoping to achieve by doing, you know, going after them? Basically, he's doing them. So he is going after them. Yeah, right. right. Now, don't you become a grown man and this is, you know, Obviously, everyone's experience is different, but I would think that you become a grown man, you you mature, you have life experience, you learn to shrug shit off to a certain extent. Now, that's not condoning any racism. And I don't think that, the, you know, nicknames like that and banter has an intent of racism, to be honest. You know, I've, I've been involved in sports clubs with dark-skinned people, and it's like it's it's a non-issue, like. Just racism is, racism is, is you've got to be pretty, a pretty evil person to be overtly racist. Oh, and
1: there's plenty of evil people in
0: the world. No, but in, in, in sports clubs, yeah. it's very rare. Yeah. It's very rare that there's bad intention people and racist people, I find. If he wasn't happy with, with something, he should have spoken up back then, I think. He's always, he's always been um, outspoken.
1: I actually thought he was a good player he was a good player, he was a good player. He was a very good player
0: he was a good player I just think that um I just think that his gripe is you know way 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 after the fact is misplaced
1: what what it does show is the power of the people sometimes they can get the president fired because they had the open level. well look I think that, he that, he had to go yeah right? well, no, I think that that ready was like I said I think it was the right decision. At the time for Eddie to make for himself,
0: no, I don't. I, I disagree there. I don't think it was the right decision. I think he had he had no choice, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's right. But I don't think it's right that he should have been pressured I, so much in the way that he was. I, I think okay, was the right he, for, didn't he didn't deserve that.
1: He didn't deserve that, but it was the right decision for the club because of all the mm-hmm. the heat that had been because
0: by. of the circumstance that they right. inevitably have found themselves in. Yes. It was just there was no other option, right? And basically, sponsors were pressured. That's That's obvious. That's That's obvious because that always happens. Once sponsors are, uh, uh, you know, threaten boycotts, you know, people threaten to boycott sponsors of the club. mm -hmm. Sponsors go, all right, when we're changing our terms of whatever. I think one sponsor pulled out a million dollars of sponsorship to the club and redirected it to um, Aboriginal community programs yeah fair enough right
1: it's
0: up to them. you know so it's affecting the the bottom line of the club once that happens that's it the the person at the top uh, their head always rolls so that's obvious
1: and it's a sponsor can do it it's their money they can do whatever they like with it yeah so you can't argue with
0: that all right and the thing is once one sponsor does something like this oh, it's, it's, the rest it's peer pressure the rest a, yeah. have to be seen to slow- do it as well otherwise they get accused of
1: it's a snowball effect, it's a total snowball effect.
0: And it sucks that that's the way it is. But again, keep coming back to the same old saying it's, uh, it's the woke new world we're in.
1: That's the life we're in. That's the, world, the world's changed. That's what the world's like now. So, as much as it's as positive, it's one of the negatives. That, that is what it is.
0: Speaking of uh, the woke new world that we're in, new song that's come out by uh, this artist called Tom McDonald. I think it might be Canadian. Canadian. So the song is called Fake Work and I think it's absolutely brilliant. You alerted me to this. I think it's crazy. I'm the one who they labeled as controversial, and Cardi B is the role model
2: for 12 year old girls. There's rappers pushing Xanax at the top of the billboard, but if I mention race in a song, I'm scared I'll get killed for it. It's backwards, it's getting exponentially dumb. It's more difficult to get a job than purchase a gun. Eminem used to gay bash and murder his mom, and now he doesn't want fans if they voted for Trump. We're ashamed to be American. You should probably love it because you have the right to say it and not get strung up in public. As children, we were taught how to walk and Talk, but the system wants adults to sit down and shut up cancel culture runs the world now the planet went crazy label everything we say as homophobic or racist if you're white then you're privileged guilty by association all our childhood heroes got me too or they're rapists they never freed the slaves they realized that they don't need the chains. they gave us tiny screens we think we free because we can't see the cage they knew that race war would be the game they need to play for people to big teams they use the media to feed the flame they so fake woke Facts don't care about fingers they know. They won't tell me why to believe in. Hey so fake oh say mo oh, say so hey so fake mo oh. facts don't care about you feel think it's crazy how these people screaming
1: facts. What do you reckon? Oh, I reckon uh what what led me to was that someone made a video that he got cancelled on Amazon and on Apple Watchings
0: yes but but that uh that last and that just goes to the hypocrisy of
1: uh of the song
0: of you know the hypocrisy that the song's pointing out right because he actually talks about being cancelled he's got a song he's got another song called cancelled which is actually fully about about people whose speech isn't liked for some for whatever reason being cancelled for them to cancel or to remove his his song from the platform
1: kind of worked for him.
0: It worked in his favour because it pointed – it made them guilty. Mm. So then they had to put it back on, which they're doing, which they've done.
1: Which, which I think also he drove up his YouTube video account mm. because no one was like, oh, my God, this, this song got cancelled on,
0: on iTunes. So indirectly
1: they caused the problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I think what we should do is – let me just pull up the lyrics. So some of the lyrics in this song, um, he's, he's talking about Eminem. Uh, Eminem used to gay bash and murder his mum, and now he doesn't want fans if they'd voted for Trump. <laughs> We're ashamed to be American. You should probably love it because you have the right to say it and not get strung up in public. Um, what else we got?
1: Pretty powerful, yeah.
0: Cancel culture runs the world now. The planet went crazy. Label everything we say as homophobic or racist. If you're white, then you're privileged, guilty by association. All our childhood heroes get me too'd or they're rapists. <laughs> I mean, some of them legitimately, but others. Uh, so definitely some of yeah. them legitimately. Yeah.
1: Harvey Weinstein.
0: Yeah. Those types for sure. But yeah, a lot of people have uh, been unfairly accused, let's say. Um, and that's a common thing. I would encourage uh, our listeners to listen to that. So it's uh, called Fake Woke by Tom McDonald.
1: And he's not your type of person you think would sing that song. If you, if you are to judge a book by its cover.
0: Censoring the facts turns our children into idiots. They claim it's for our safety. I'll tell you what it really is. Removing information that empowers all the citizens. The truth doesn't damage points of view that are legitimate. I mean, there's, there's heaps more examples of, of lyrics that um, just get to the heart of, you know, woke nonsense that goes around mm. these days in media and uh, in general. So, yeah, go and listen to that. Yes. uh, We'll put it on our – I'll put the YouTube clip on our Facebook page as well. So go and have a look at that on Chronicles on the Fly Facebook page. Yeah, so that
1: was an interesting
0: song, actually. Yeah, well, I listened – last night I listened to a a few more of his uh, previous songs and, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff that's uh, that's like that. That's probably the best one that I've heard, but he's got a lot of other stuff as well. And that's not my kind of music. It's like – what style? Hip-hop rap? Hip-hop rap. Yeah, like I would never listen to that crap, but – It does have a pretty good beat and pretty good hook or rhythm, whatever you want to call it. Some Um, raps
1: okay.
0: Yeah, some of it. And especially because of the lyrics that that resonated with me, I thought.
1: Did the Super Bowl? Yes. Tom Brady. Does he go down as probably one of the greatest Super Bowl? Seven? Was it seven Super Bowls he's won? Why I like that is he gives us old men a bit of hope that you can still do stuff. 43 43
0: wins his seventh. (laughs) Obviously, just by looking at those stats... He's got to be the greatest greatest player ever Mm. in that sport, in in American football. What I've found hilarious coming out of the Super Bowl is people online saying he's the greatest sportsman ever. (laughs) I just love... I love these Americans. They think that they think that America is the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's no different when they say Wayne Gretzky was the greatest sports person of all time.
0: Again, sports that are irrelevant outside that country.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you know? Between any no sports that's relevant we, yeah, we may
0: as well say that, I don't know, pick someone, Polly Farmer no, 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 or no. Lee Matthews no, no, are the greatest sportsmen well, ever because they no, were good second, at AFL. Wait
1: a second. Aussies always say Don Bradman. They always say that. You can always – if right. you're the greatest at, sports person, Don yes, Bradman.
0: Yes, I've actually guy. heard that this week. I can't oh, remember oh, who said really? it. Really? Come on, seriously. Someone in the media said it, said Don Don Bradman this week. can't remember. He's who. the
1: greatest sportsman of all time. Yeah. Well, come
0: on. well at Well, I mean, obviously it's ridiculous, but at least that's not a one-country sport, cricket. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> at least.
1: Yeah, but come on. Seriously. All right. The right. population of Australia New Zealand and uh, – besides, take out India mm. – uh, the same population as america
0: okay all right it's ridiculous yes we can just end that conversation by with one word maradona and the case closed yeah well
1: that's 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 all and now someone else would say muhammad ali it was a, also i'm
0: sorry a, but no anyway
1: it was a very very good sportsman very good sportsman
0: yes he was but he was not – I'm sorry. To me, it's like yeah. there's no argument. Diego Maradona is the greatest oh, well, well, sportsman who ever lived.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. When I agree with you 100% on that.
0: Because it has to come from football. Uh, if it you has to, to. If you have to look it's at it. It's the doctor. world game. It's the only world game. Mm. So that's it.
1: Mm. You could turn around and say, some people might say, Usain Bolt. No. yeah, Because everyone runs. Every country runs.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: They have the everyone runs in the world.
0: All right. But, you know, in terms of He's cult-
1: pretty awesome. You don't amazing.
0: Yes, yes. Cultural impact. Okay. You've got to have it you've got to have that. All right. Yeah. And Maradona is the person in the world in the world game who has had the greatest cultural impact. As well as being the best at it. So I just I just won't hear arguments about uh, you know, to the contrary. That's it. Uh, I'm very stubborn about that.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I oh, mean, I'm not going to argue. Oh, I reckon that too. You have to pick one sport, obviously, because it's a world game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, I mean, talking about the Super Bowl now. Something a little bit closer to my heart oh, is
1: Bruce Springsteen.
0: The Bruce Springsteen controversy that's come out of it because of uh, the ad that he did. Now, was it a halftime ad? Halftime ad. Okay. All right. So he done, he's done this ad for Jeep about. Did you see the ad?
1: I actually thought it was selling cars. That's what the whole ad should have been. All right. It was
0: about, of course it's about selling cars. No, if no, Jeep's no. going to put their logo at the end of the ad, no, no, it's about cars. No, no. Right. But what I'm
1: saying is if you're going to do an ad about cars, try and sell cars, you know what I mean? That's point.
0: Well, again, the woke new world, All right. So Jeep has done this ad, uh, about unifying the country, America.
3: There's a chapel in Kansas standing on the exact center of the lower 48. It never closes. All are more than welcome to come meet here in the middle. It's no secret. The middle has been a hard place to get to lately. Between red and blue, between servant and citizen, between our freedom and our fear. Now, fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on, is common ground so we can get there we can make it to the mountaintop through the desert and we will cross this divide our light has always found its way through the darkness and there's hope on the road up ahead
0: Bruce is, the, the premise is, you know, he's in Kansas, which is, you know, in one of the middle states of America. So he's, you know, pretty much in the middle of America. So the concept is we need to meet in the middle, right? right? And there's the backdrop of a church and blah, 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 right? But, you know, I love Bruce. Okay. Obviously, I'm a, a ridiculous, um, fanatical, you could say Bruce Springsteen fan have been for a number of years. I'm wearing his t-shirt right now, actually. I don't agree with all of his opinions and views. um Obviously, I have a conservative mind politically. He is very much uh left leaning. I, I, I wouldn't say
1: he's, he's more liberal than, Okay. I, I wouldn't say he's left. There's a, there's a distinction between left and liberal.
0: Okay. He's uh he's a very he's very liberal. He's Democrat li- supporting. He's a liberal, but they're, they've gone so far left, the Democrats. So he's. He's of the left, okay? Plain and simple. Okay. I've got a lot to unpack about this. So where do I begin? Now, people say that you can't like Bruce Springsteen if you're if you're right leaning or conservative, oh, okay? Because you know, bullshit. all his lyrics are about, you know, politics of the left and that kind of thing. I find that to be absolute bullshit. Yeah, great. Okay? I think it's bullshit. Because music you can and like lyrics. You like. Yes. Music and lyrics you can interpret and and can mean anything that it wants for you.
1: But what was this song? that was a born in the USA. That was an anti-Vietnam song.
0: Born in the USA is not a pro-America patriotic song. It is a patriotic song because it's a about sticking up for. Wasn't about the vets? American vets and the poor way they were treated by the country when they returned. Okay,
1: one hundred percent. That song is one hundred percent his. So it's
0: not a. It's not a America rah rah right song it was mis. it's always been misinterpreted that way it was first and foremost by Ronald Reagan who tried to talk it up in one of his uh presidential elections right until uh, he was called out for that anyway that's that's another story still,
1: But you still one right?
0: and the reason I say that that born in the USA is a patriotic song is because it's because Bruce loves his country that he was calling out these wrong things that happened to these uh Vietnam vets Okay, so again, go and, and go and read the lyrics, and you will see. And
1: correctly so, they, yeah, they yeah. Were, they were even here. We were like, you know, you know better than anyone. Yeah, the vets were never. But treated. to
0: the, I suppose that song, it sounds like, um, you know, a go America song because of just, just the sound of it. All right, and people don't pay attention to to much, you know, beyond the chorus. But let's go back to to the the Jeep Super Bowl ad that he did. Okay. He's talking about unity, and uh, go and watch it. It's only a two-minute-long ad. The right, or conservatives, or the right, are calling him out, and and just the left out in general for being hypocrites. Because the only reason why it's become such a common thing now that these Democrats and people, you know, people supporting the Democrats in America, are calling for this, you know, unity for the country and blah 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 they're only saying that because they won the election because they got their boy in the white house if if they if trump had won the election and was still the president it would still be the same of as they'd be doing the same thing that they've been doing for the last four years which is screaming blue murder about trump and conservatives and hating on them all right vitriol towards them that's all it's been okay so they have a leg- legitimate reason for calling springsteen and the left hypocritical for that message that unit unify message okay and now springsteen's also been copying it because from the left side or supporters of the democrats and the left in america because basically they don't want to unify right They still uh, they still hate conservatives and and Trump supporters. So their their view is why the hell would we want anything to do with these people? They're disgusting. They're fascist. They're Nazis. Blah blah blah. Trump supporters are deplorable. Deplorables, like Clinton called them. They're they're terrible people. So they so those people hate that message. And there's probably ten percent in the middle who think that's a good that you know this unified message is a good message. Okay, it is a good message in general. Hmm. Now. Knowing as much about Bruce Springsteen as I do because I've been a, a fan of him for so long, I know that Bruce Springsteen comes from a well-intentioned place, okay? Obviously, got played. he would have been paid very handsomely for it. However, his, him saying this message comes from a well-intentioned place. Again, tinged with a little bit of hypocrisy, I suppose, because he's said things against Trump in the last four or five years as well right but the thing is he's only said things in interviews when he's been asked about it so he hasn't constantly lectured and just not let up about yeah. about Trump okay he only says his opinion and obviously his opinion was always negative didn't like Trump called him a you know narcissist and that type of thing in interviews when he was asked about it but again has not constantly lectured so i've got to give him a little bit of credit for that even though i would not fully agree with his views the only time i've heard bruce springsteen lecture is of all places in perth right because in 2007, february 2017 he came and did an australian tour and this was his first tour after the uh, november 2016 election when Trump won. So it was his first concert basically after the Trump victory and it was around the time that they were doing that women's march, which was again a bit of bullshit as well, but we're not going to get into that. So at the start of his first concert on the Australian tour, which happened to be at Perth Arena, he did a quick maybe 20 second rant against Donald Trump because he'd just been voted in and he was so much against him.
3: The uh, Street Band is glad to be here in Western Australia. Yes, yes, but we're a uh, long way from home and our hearts and spirits are with the hundreds of thousands of women and men that marched yesterday in every city in America and in Melbourne <laughs> who rallied against hate and division and in support of tolerance, inclusion, reproductive rights.
0: I didn't think that, was, that it was necessary, but obviously it wasn't directed at Perth fans. Uh, going to his show he was directed at whoever anywhere around the world was going to listen and that is the that's the only time that i can think of that he's actually you know lectured or ranted his political view uh at a concert the rest it's all subtle in his lyrics let's say okay but anyway it's his concert i suppose he can do what he wants and uh, apart from that initial 20 30 seconds i enjoyed the rest of the show now do I do I stop supporting Bruce Springsteen because I didn't like that rant, or I didn't like his stance about conservative politics, or or Donald Trump, or um, or this ad that he's done, which is a, you know a little bit hypocritical uh, for the Super Bowl ad? No, I still love Bruce Springsteen. I still give him credit for being a good person because I know he is. Um, but maybe he was a little bit naive in in doing this ad. Um, because he sh- maybe should have anticipated more the yeah. blowback that he was that maybe, he was going to get.
1: Maybe he thought he was doing the right thing. Maybe he thought he was
0: absolutely. He That's was- why I mean, this comes from well intentioned place. He did think he was doing the right thing,
1: and maybe he's smart enough to realise you've got to be in the middle somewhere.
0: That is true, but there's a lot of things that you could throw at him and say, "Yeah, you're doing this ad in Kansas. Kansas voted Republican. You know what I mean?" So there's a, there's you can easily for all the well intentioned aspects of it there's a there's a hypocritical aspect of it that's that's my thoughts yes i'm still going to listen to bruce springsteen the next time he next time he does a tour i'm still going to be front and center i don't agree with all his views and i don't think every one of his i know that i know very well because i communicate with a lot of other springsteen you know springsteen fans who share my view but still love him and i think that's a good thing right yeah, absolutely you could say the same as bon, for bono of you two, right he's He's more, far more extreme and, and outspoken than Bruce Springsteen has ever been in terms of his um, liberalism or whatever you want to liberalism, call it, yeah. right? Uh, and he pray, preaches and rants like there's no tomorrow at his concerts. I still love U2. Uh, I'm not, you know, U2 is nothing without Bono.
1: True, true, true.
0: So I still love their music. You know, I'm still going to be a fan. Yeah,
1: most musicians are of the more
0: liberal. Entertainers in general are, huh? and and the ones that um, have a, a more right-wing, conservative leaning view get cancelled, and we've seen that this week as well. This is what happens. You got you're an entertainer with a, a, a left-leaning view. You're embraced. You're an entertainer with a right-leaning view. You're cancelled. It's the way it goes. All right, let's wrap it up there. Wrap up the package, which is another episode of Chronicles on the Fly. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we will
4: see you soon. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. A major difference between the right and the left concerns the way each seeks to improve society. Conservatives believe that the way to a better society is almost always through the moral improvement of the individual, by each person doing battle with his or her own weaknesses and flaws. It is true that in violent and evil societies such as fascist, communist, or Islamist tyrannies, the individual must be preoccupied with battling outside forces. Almost everywhere else though, certainly in a free and decent country such as America, the greatest battle of the individual must be with inner forces that is, with his or her moral failings. The left, on the other hand, believes that the way to a better society is almost always through doing battle with society's moral failings. Thus, in America, the left concentrates its efforts on combating sexism, racism, intolerance, xenophobia, homophobia, Islamophobia, and the many other evils that the left believes permeate American society. One important consequence of this left right distinction is that those on the left are far more preoccupied with politics than those on the right. Since the left is so much more interested in fixing society than in fixing the individual, politics inevitably becomes the vehicle for societal improvement. That's why whenever the term activist is used, we almost always assume that the term refers to someone on the left. Another consequence of this left right difference is that since conservatives believe society has changed one person at a time, they accept that change happens gradually. This isn't fast enough for the left, which is always and everywhere focused on social revolution. An excellent example of this was a statement by the then presidential candidate Barack Obama just days before his first election in 2008. To a rapturous audience, he declared, We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Conservatives not only have no interest in fundamentally transforming the United States of America, they are strongly opposed to doing so. Conservatives understand that fundamentally transforming any society that isn't fundamentally bad, not to mention transforming what is one of the most decent societies in history, can only make the society worse. Conservatives believe that America can be improved, but should not be transformed, let alone fundamentally transformed. The founders of the United States recognized that the transformation that every generation must work on is the moral transformation of each citizen. Thus, character development was at the core of both child-rearing and of young people's education from elementary school through college. As John Adams, the second president, said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And in the words of Benjamin Franklin, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. Why is that? because freedom requires self-control. The freer the society, the more self-control is necessary. If the majority of people don't control themselves, the state, meaning an ever more powerful government, will have to control them. From the founding of the United States until the 1960s, schools and parents concentrated on character education. But with the ascent of left-wing ideas, Character education has all but disappeared from American schools. Instead, children are taught not to focus on their flaws, but on America's. Social issues have replaced character education. An example is a new K-12 science curriculum, the next generation of science standards, which will teach young Americans starting in kindergarten about global warming. And when they get to college, American young people will be taught about the need to fight economic inequality, white privilege, and the alleged rape culture on their campuses. Ironically, if there really is a rape culture that permeates American college campuses, the only reason would have to be that there was so little character education in our schools, or for that matter, at home. Fathers and religion, historically the two primary conveyors of self-control, are non-existent in the lives of millions of American children. We are now producing vast numbers of Americans who are passionate about fixing America, while doing next to nothing about fixing their own character. The problem, however, is that you can't make society better unless you first make its people better. I'm Dennis Prager.